we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And our latest episode is a good one. My good friend, Mr. Josh Peterson, had a chance to sit down with the hit band's 100 Reasons lead singer, Colin Duran, where they talk about music, video games, and more. It's a great hour conversation, and it's be, you know you can find it out right now at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Plus, also, as well, we cover, again, the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week. We're on radio stations worldwide, so go ahead and check it out today, the Pop Culture Cosmos, indeed. Plus, also, as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, got another brand new episode with Chris Lardieri, hopefully his son, Dom. We're going to be talking about lots of good stuff in the world of fantasy football this week. Also, as well, you've got Joe Sorrell hanging out as Ox1947. He does that a lot at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. Plus, our good friends. (laughs) Oh, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet. And the reason why I'm chuckling is because they had a goal. Jamie had a goal on yesterday's Lakerholic Spotlight. He had a goal to get through in Laker Tom's latest article, the 10 questions 10 Lakers must answer in order for the Lakers to win a world championship. He was getting Laker Tom to break it down one by one by one. And their goal was 10. Well, they argued so much in that episode, they only got through five. But check out the great arguments. Indeed, go ahead and check it out today on YouTube. Our, of course, the Lakers Fast Break podcast. And of course, their arguments each and every day right there at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend, John McCallion, who's trying to lose 50 more pounds before Halloween. We're all behind you, my friend. So go ahead and check out his journey with all of his great streams on his YouTube channel. And speaking of YouTube, please go ahead. Please, 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 please. Subscribe today. Hit the little Joe next to Magic Man so you can go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And if you do support us on all of our social media, it is sincerely appreciated. And Joe and I, we were talking before the show, doing some good things. we got coming up for you around the corner. Joe will probably have uh, some major questions to talk to you about in the best Lakers chat room that's out there. So please go ahead. You've got some good things coming up for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. But it is Lakers Fast Break. Team USA. Had a good weekend. They came back from a 16-point deficit to defeat Germany and go 5-0 in this warm-up session before the World Cup. They head to the Philippines and absolutely go ahead and see what they can do against some of the best in the world right there for you. The team has done a really good job. Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, a lot of people who have, have, you know, just talked about him being the man. For Team USA, finally got their wish as he provided a dominant performance, 34 points yesterday. But it's the play of Tyrese Halliburton and Austin Reeves, who have done a tremendous job off the bench, providing key minutes for the team, even in the closing minutes, even in the fourth quarter. Both of those guys getting you double figures constantly and playing great in each and every game consistently has been a key factor for the Team USA. So I ask everybody out there, what will Team USA, as far as the time and experience that Austin Reeves get, how will that translate to the season upcoming? And how does that actually compare 
to a couple of those individuals that we're talking about, like Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton. If those guys are going to take the next step after Team USA, will Austin Reeves do it too? And here today to talk about that, good man indeed. Actually, two good men indeed. First up, first man here, he is Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, before I hit you up, my friend, I've got a bone to pick with Shaq. Kind of mad. I am kind of mad at Shaq. I'll actually keep uh, put on Sean's microphone too. I'm actually kind of mad at Shaq because as you know, Shaq is the entrepreneur. He has a lot of varied interests all over the place. You know, he has a lot of food and restaurants that he has his money into as well. One of them is called Big Chicken, which they have uh, operated here in Las Vegas. Big Chicken is a chain which uh, celebrates all good things chicken. And it's the title as far as what you order. It's all based off of monikers and nicknames that he was called Big Aristotle, you know, the whole nine yards. My girl, I had to actually educate my girls, my teenage girls on it because they weren't familiar with all the different uh, monikers that he gave himself. But you go there, Joe, and you actually ask for one of these big chicken sandwiches, right? And the thing that comes out, it looks like it's no larger than a slider, but they charge you 10 bucks for. So I got a bone to pick with Shaq on these big chicken sandwiches, quote unquote. Before we go even to that, it's so funny because I asked to wash my hands in the restroom and I asked for the code to the door. And of course, it's 03434. So I ask you, my friend, with all that into play, I did have a good weekend with the family. We did get to watch Austin Reeves. Your thoughts, though, with Austin Reeves, Really be able to take this time and utilize it properly because, you know, again, you have that momentum from a good session with Team USA. I expect him to continue playing well going forward. How far will it now go for Austin Reeves this season? Well, Austin's ascent is not tied to the to international play. It, it's just a matter of it's going to help him get into game shape before training camp that's the benefit there bottom line is austin reeves seems to be focused to the point where he wants to be better than what anyone thought he would be he is got this thing that's starting to permeate around him where there's this leadership and there's this knack of hitting the shot when it matters it's very robert ori trevor ariza 2009 ish The only difference is he's got ball handling skills and he's young, really young. And his game can complement the guys ahead of him, which is LeBron and and AD. So the excitement in having Austin continue to improve, whether it's international, whether it's in the NBA, is is really what's what's fun here. We have a lot in store coming, guys. I, I think Austin Reeves is might be better this coming year than he was last year. And I kind of went through it in my head on whether that was possible. I think he is. And if that's the case, it's going to lessen the issue of LeBron losing a little because no matter how much you want to talk about it, LeBron every year loses a little by little. No matter how much he trains, no matter what's going on, So if Austin gets better, that gap gets closed of where LeBron is 
lessening in terms of skill, or I should say in LeBron's skill. LeBron, there was something encouraging during the playoffs. LeBron had sat several minutes during the playoffs, and the Lakers didn't fold. That was the first time I think we've seen that since LeBron has been a Laker. That was a positive sign. And I think as the Lakers enhance the team with, uh, at least on paper, good role players, and you have someone like Austin Reese who's who's, um, likely to improve from last year's last year, I should say, then we're looking, we're looking at a very positive outcome here to, to finish up your shack rant. Uh, it tasted good though. It was good, but it was, but, just but I'm, I'm, I have a, I have a story about that. I, I have a story of the margins. I call them the margins. So what, what, what food or whatever food, let's just say food for now, since we're talking about it, what they do is they, manipulate a lot in what you think was is good and bad manipulating first and foremost the additives that they put in that kind of food to make you crave it right that's the first scam second scam is the advertisement you saw you've all seen likely the what really a big mac looks like on a commercial it's actually plaster and fake cardboard half the time right i have a story about the fakeness of food I'm a senior in high school. This is 1996. And at the time, they had the double Big Mac uh, meal. Double Big Mac. You know, at the time, I used to be able to eat, uh, I don't know, a block of food from like a fridge without without hesitating. Uh, And two Big Macs were nothing. So they have this special at McDonald's. Two Big Mac meal. Holy crap, I get two now instead of one with the fries and the drink. Cost at that time like five bucks. Sweet. So I'm eating the hamburger. And I'm not noticing the fact that the hamburger doesn't really look like a Big Mac anymore. It's a little smaller. At the time, I didn't notice it because there was two of them. When I did notice it is when the item canceled and they went back to the normal menu... They kept it that size. So what they did was they took the Big Mac, they squeezed it down and said, oh, there's two Big Macs here to kind of fake you into thinking that you were getting a deal. And then once the deal ended, they kept it that small. And for that, you can eat it. I haven't eaten a Big Mac since. So scams, BS, sorry, Shaq. Don't say big if it ain't big. And I know we have an obesity problem in this country. Agreed. I don't know Agreed. if it's bad in Canada. Uh, okay. It's probably a any westernized country, even the ones in the east, if you know, you know how it is. We have an obesity problem, which I get. However, however, it's my choice. If I want a Big Mac, I want a mother freaking Big Mac. And that's just kind of how I sit on that one. It tasted good, but Sean, it, the bun was not grilled. It, but the chicken was, you know, just just basically fried patty, just chicken on there. It's actually more like a chicken tender style per se. But it's just the size. It was just you know because a chicken sandwich for ten bucks, you're exper- you're still thinking in our mind, in my mind, yeah, you're still thinking it's just something you can hold with two hands. 
you and gotta have be, a thick cut. Yes, Gerald. Yeah, but you're not. You know, with ten bucks, you're still thinking like that. But then you know, you go and you just like doing two fingers on it, and it's just like it's just when your girls and your wife are saying the same thing you are, that's a problem. So mm, that is a problem. I'll leave it in there. But also here today, good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He just can't get out of Toronto traffic, especially when we schedule a meeting before that he was late at because he didn't show up. But we'll have to go ahead and fill him later uh, in on the info on that. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Great to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on Austin Reeves? I mean, you've been watching Team USA's victory so far. Obviously, the big comeback win. He has been a great part of it. Uh, I know that social media was in an uproar when Austin Reeves was named to Team USA, saying he didn't deserve it. He's just coming off a playoff run. He really doesn't really have the je ne sais quoi or the skill to be at that level to play against these uh, other teams. Don't think he, he's really going to be the one. You know, these are not most of them will not make a team USA in the Olympics, but he should not be considered one of the top 30 players in team USA. I heard that blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? After five games, he is proving them all wrong. hundred percent Gerald and the green eye of envy uh, is still strong with uh, the haters because uh, I don't think that'll fade. Austin's just, uh, I mean, he's just ready and steady. I mean, that, that's kind of the two words I think of now um, when he's coming in the game. Uh, likely, likely won't won't uh, crack the starting lineup, Gerald. But uh, I think that's irrelevant overall, considering that uh, Steve Kerr is more than satisfied leaving him and uh, Halliburton out on the floor in uh, crunch time, just proving everybody wrong. Just same skill set he's just it's just everything's just a little quicker with him quicker decisions quicker to understand what's going on quicker to listen to teammates i mean every he's just picking up thing uh, more quickly now um it's obvious everybody loves playing with him ant loves playing with them mikhail bridges loves playing with them halliburton loves playing with them I, I mean he can play with uh, a completely different uh, um, five-man lineup. Uh, big, small. Uh, Reeves is just uh, fitting in like a glove. Probably you could argue that maybe maybe Cam Johnson's the most versatile player on Team USA, but I would make an argument that Austin is. But mm-hmm. he's he's been playing very well. Um, sh- I, I I personally think he should be in the starting lineup, but I, I don't think Steve Kerr will make that uh, that leap. But um, so far, so good. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. 
And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So I ask you guys, and once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. I'm here with Joe Soro and, of course, the matching man, Sean Grice. We're talking Austin Reeves. What are the possibilities for him? We just touched on it before he went and played these five games as far as what you know the possibilities were if he played well. We weren't even sure if he was going to get time off the bench, Joe, but not only has he exceeded everyone's expectations, Steve Kerr's expectations, but it looks like he's going to be an integral part of the team going forward. But I really think this will carry for him a long way. We're ta- Everybody's talking about Tyrese Halliburton, how well he's playing. Everybody's talking about Ant-Man and how well he's playing and what that will do for both of those guys as future All-Stars. I'm not going to start sitting here and quoting All-Star for Austin Reeves as of yet, but I didn't think that was a possibility this time last year for him. I am not so sure now. This could be a very real possibility for him as far as any options for how well he's going to grow. I, I think right now he could be as good as he wants to be. If Austin Reeves is an all-star this year, the Lakers are dominating. Yeah. That, that there is no other way. Uh, the only way they wouldn't be dominating is if LeBron was out for two months or three months or something like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see – at this point, I don't see how at some point he will improve enough to probably at least make an all-star game. If D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle were, were all-stars, I don't. I, I could definitely see Austin Reeves being an all-star at this point. Uh, him playing off the bench is very similar to Manu Ginobili playing off the bench. We all know he could start on this team, but the benefit of the team winning is him coming off the bench, and you've seen how positive that's been. Yeah. It's... He is a, uh, as one of our esteemed uh, chat room patrons has said, he's a coach's dream. He's going to do what the coach says. When You know when I knew Austin Reeves was good? When Russell Westbrook said something really, really positive about him. I, I You don't hear Russell Westbrook talk about people like that. He was very, very complimentary of him. And I was like, ooh, Austin must be making some kind of impression if he's impressing Russell Westbrook and it was more endearing in how he said it wasn't just man he's playing well he's like (laughs) it was almost like he was like get ready guys this this guy's gonna do some things so Austin Reeves I mean an undrafted player to an all-star the Lakers get an undrafted player in Alex Caruso and he's a first team all defense I mean the Lakers are finding gems in places you're not supposed to find or they're developing these guys and we're not just paying attention. 
it's it's pretty remarkable. One is one of these in a, in a ten year span is amazing. They've done this twice in five years. It's remarkable, and it should be highlighted more. I'm ready for this. I've been ready for the season since it ended, which that hadn't been that had not been the the case for a long time. Heck, even after we won 2020, I wasn't ready to watch them play in December when they had to cut the the offseason short because of the uh, COVID uh, thing. But this, 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 it's because of things like this, and it's because of how Anthony Davis has looked this summer, because we haven't heard anything out of the LeBron camp. These guys look like, on paper, they're ready. They're ready for this run, and I can't wait to be on this show talking about it 82 times during the regular season. So, Magic Man, I ask you this, my friend. When it comes to what you're seeing with Austin Reeves, again, Halliburton is playing out of his mind. He's doing extremely well, and the future is very bright for him in Indiana. I think he's going to be a superstar. I also think that Ant-Man... Even though there has been a ga- couple games here in Team USA where he's not looked so good, I still think you're going to get that. The games where he's going to score 40 to 50 and the games where he's just going to score nine. Uh, I have to see him do it on a regular basis in each and every game basis in order for me to think that he is going to take that next step. Your thoughts, though, on Austin Reeves, because Austin Reeves has to now become more than just the 12-point, 14-point game of player. He, if he comes off a nice run continuously in the Philippines and going forward in the World Cup matches, then him in training camp and going forward with the Lakers season, he'll be expected to be that 17 to 20 point game guy as a number three, a solid number three and one of the best in the NBA. 100%, Gerald. The further the United States goes in the FIBA tournament, uh, I think... They're going to have to rely on Austin at least once or twice to uh, to score. Um, there's going to be a game, Ant, and Ant is fantastic, and he's on the leap to becoming one of the top five players in the NBA. But he's going to have a game or two in this tournament where the sh- his shot's not falling, and Halley's going to have a game where, uh, I mean, he just doesn't have it. So they're going to have to rely on Austin Reeves here, Gerald, um, to be a scorer. Now, he's very capable of it. Um, I mean, like Joe was saying, internationally, uh, pickup game, uh, it doesn't matter. You, you throw the ball up. Austin Reeves is just a baller. Um, I think you, the USA is in a very fortuitous position that he at, that, um, they have somebody like him, especially when Joe was talking about, you know, perhaps, you know, this United States team has, uh, you know, leveled two-tier, three-tier players uh, playing exclusively. Um, so it's kind of like your your junior varsity Olympic squad. But Reeves is showing up, man. They're going to need him in the tournament at least once. Uh, Alice, I do want to mention that, yes, the next game is the 26th. It is in Manila. Uh, and that's against New Zealand. That's going to be at 5.40 a.m. Pacific time. Just to let everybody know, on the 26th, then the 28th, they're still in Manila. They're playing Greece, also at 5:40 a.m. Pacific time, and then Jordan, also in the Manila, 
uh, in Manila on in the Philippines on August the 30th. They'll play Jordan, like I said, at 1:40 a.m. Pacific time. So I know, Magic Man, you sent the email. I don't want to wake up, Gerald. I said I'll probably be doing editing anyways. But um, uh, uh, Sky Dweller. You know what? Magic Man has said he will probably do a playback for those uh, shows, just to let you know in advance. He may be the only one that's awake that's doing it, but um, as, especially the full, the 140 game, my time is 440 your time, man. I don't mm-hmm. know about that one. That's uh, that's crazy. But yes, he will be doing playback, so we'll go ahead. Again, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. But Joe, I want to ask you this, and we'll close out our conversation on Austin Reeves and then head into winning time and then your big rant on what you wanted to talk about, what what Magic Man brought to our attention today. I want to ask you this, though. Austin Reeves, uh, where do you see it possibly going wrong with Austin Reeves? Because, again, everything is good, look, looking good, and barring injury, it should remain that way. But then again, this was the guy coming into this season, kind of struggling to start off the season, expectations kind of lowered for a little while. It wasn't until the turn of the calendar year that he really turned it on and became the player that he now is. Do you see that ever reverting back or do you just see it moving forward? Well, he's, it looks like he's advancing his game year in and year out. If that's the case, I don't see him struggling. He might struggle against a, an all-time great. If, if he's guarding Austin, can't expect Austin to be better than, I don't know, uh, Jimmy Butler, something like that, or Giannis. If Giannis gets put on the Austin Reeves, Giannis can shut down Austin Reeves. However, what Austin Reeves can do is guide the, the, the offense to the open man, guide the offense in terms of some form of pick and roll, whatever, find the spots, right? He's smart enough, and it seems like he's put in enough work to make it work. I never expected him to, to be an all-star, but if he's an all-star this year and LeBron and AD are playing, that that means the Lakers are dominating. They are likely a one or two seed going into the year or going into the playoffs. As far as him struggling, I, I don't, I just, I know he had some, some struggles last year, but I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the, the AD and LeBron were in and out of the lineup and a lot of the ball handling was, was kind of on him. Uh, it got easier when D'Angelo got traded to LA, which is something to consider also folks. I know D'Angelo is frustrating, but D'Angelo is still a threat. He's still a threat. And the fact that, it wasn't just him who stunk it up against Denver. It should be considered because Jimmy Butler stunk against Denver. It's it's the truth. And a lot of guys, Gabe Vincent stunk against Denver. So if you're going to talk about D'Angelo stinking, you got to talk about other guys, one that was known as playoff Butler, right, or whatever the hell they call him. And then we have a guy that's now on our team that struggled in the finals against Denver. I just think Denver had everything clicking. I think they had a lot of luck on their side as well with injuries. And they just clicked at the right time all year. And they did what they did. But we got to look at this coming year completely different. We got to use what we have and let it ride. If we need to advance the roster 
during the year, cool. But I think the Lakers need to focus on the same way Denver focused on and saying, look, we're going to put this team together here that we put together and we're going to ride it till we win a championship. This team is capable of winning a championship that currently constructed, except we just need one big guy to at least give AD some breathing room. If you're not going to get someone good, at least a guy that can spell him a little bit. And then we have to cross our fingers and hope that AD's summer allows him to deal with a little bit more abuse and then gives him that ability to hopefully fulfill what's still kind of missing in his career, which is really an MVP and a defensive player of your award. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to backpack on Stan Van Gundy. Uh, Stan Van Gundy was quoted saying that it'd be hard pressed to say that he's had a better career than Dwight, Dwight Howard. And I agree. Individually. I agree. Dwight Howard has done way more with less and won individual awards more and was a winning player. I mean, the guy, I mean, Dwight Howard, if he, if, if, the, if, if Orlando had run into anyone, I think that year, I, I, I was originally saying that Denver would have probably beat Orlando in the finals, but I actually have changed my mind in the last few years since. I think if Orlando had met anyone other than a determined Kobe Bryant, in 2009, I think Orlando wins the title in 2009, and his legacy is completely different winning that championship, kind of similar to how Denver won. Are you saying Howard year. is better than AD? I'm saying Howard has been, has been more accomplished, and I would have picked Howard to be on the 75 team over AD if it was my choice. I agree with you there. He has a more accomplished career at this point in yeah. his career. So uh, AD can that. put those to bed if he wins a defensive player of the year award or an MVP still have time. I'm just saying, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Because if you look uh, at resumes, it, Sean resumes to each other, I think Howard has the edge as of now. I didn't say that wasn't going to change. And understand, and, and understand this too. Dwight Howard led without a second star Orlando to three games from winning a championship. And he ran into, Kobe Bryant. It's not like he ran into, I don't know, the Detroit Pistons in 04 or maybe a lesser Spurs team. This is Kobe Bryant who was foaming at the mouth. If you look at Dwight Howard's individual stats, you're talking about a guy that was a eight-time all-star, two-time blocking champion, five-time rebounding champion. Uh, he's won a title as a reserve won three Defensive Player of the Year awards in consecutive years. One uh, was a five-time All-Defensive Player. I mean, he, he's got he's got a pretty phenomenal resume. Serge, we're not saying we're not saying AD's game is not overall better. He's more skilled. Accomplished, as as guys. Accomplished. Accomplishments. Accomplished resumes. As resumes. Of, as 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 of last year, Dwight Howard should have been on the seventy-five team above Anthony Davis. That, that, that's my take on it. Anthony Davis had not really done enough ahead of Dwight to be, not be – you're talking about a full resume. He had a full resume. Dwight had a full resume. He should Would have been on Would you put him team. ahead of Dame? No, because Dame has done a lot. He's been stuck in Portland. He's done a lot. He's a great player. A great player 
he's 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 Steph with muscle. I don't, I can't, it, it's like apples and oranges with that one. You have to put Dame on the 75. He is one of the most skilled, amazing players that's ever played basketball. So it used to be that putting a lot of emphasis on that defensive player of the year award mattered. I don't think it matters much anymore, to be perfectly frank. Between Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant, they have 27 all-NBA selections between the two of them. Good point. Not yeah. n- not one of them, not Good. one of them has a defensive player of the year award. Which is, which is tragic. Have, yeah, and they should both have two, actually. Which is tragic, yeah. And that's the problem with – it's it's very similar to uh, the coaching of the year awards. This is in almost any league. They always pick – it's such a lazy – voting process they've done it only twice where it where it made sense 96 when they picked phil jackson and 2014 when they picked greg Bob, greg popovich every other almost every year beyond that it's always the guy that took some team from this to that it's like can you just it says coach of the year not the best coach who got the team up right right joe and it's and, almost as if the players win the award for those guys rather than the it's, other way it's around really, yeah it's really stupid how these guys and no one's ever called out these guys the fact that michael jordan even the mvp to some degree the fact that michael jordan doesn't have an mvp in 1993 and in 1997 is stupid it's stupid kobe has three mvps two mvps for sure that aren't in his in in, in uh in his home. Come on. It, it's it, it I don't know what these guys do. I don't know how how these guys get influenced again. It it it, it kind of came to a head with Fred Hickman in 2000. I thought that was and you know, I know he's passed on and I don't want to throw dirt on a, on a man's grave on, on on something so stupid, but seriously, I mean, come on. What was he thinking? And, and that's just a microcosm of the whole process. I watched Kobe Bryant. I literally watched with my own eyes live. Kobe Bryant shut down Tracy McGrady for an entire half. I literally saw it. How do you judge things then? Am I a homer by saying that? I know what I saw. So, yeah, I don't know. uh, You know, I'm hoping maybe one day this platform can get – I don't – I know it's minimal. I know it's small things in life, but we're talking sports here. So let's try to make this thing better, right? Make it better. And as far as Dwight Howard and 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 and, and whether he's ahead of AD, it's simply just chance that he is because he came into the league in 2004. He had an accomplished career. He had a big play in that 2020 run. He had a he had a. He has room to say he was a part of being something that added to that title run. Might not have been as a starter, but he added something to it. And then you add the rest to that and the ability of, you know, carrying a team for as long as he did and would have probably won a title no not had he not ran into Kobe Bryant. You have to factor that in. And AD has been a disappointment, not because he hasn't accomplished stuff. It's because he hasn't played to the degree that he's supposed to play at. And to me, that needs to be a notch down too. I am in agreement with Joe on that one. I know we don't agree on everything, but we do agree you on better that. agree with me, Sean. 
Well, I'm agreeing with you. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro and the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. So, Sean, one last thing before we go ahead and hit up winning time and Joe's rant on the NBA. And that is because we haven't had it yet. We haven't had it yet. But I want to ask you this. uh, Is there anyone else? We're talking about Anthony Edwards going ahead and using this as a way to go ahead and elevate his game consistently going forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're talking about Austin Reeves taking what he's going to be from this experience, drawing from this experience and how well he's played and taking that and using that to his advantage going forward as a player developing for the Los Angeles Lakers. Tyrese Halliburton for the Indiana Pacers, same thing. Is there anyone else you're seeing that can also go ahead and take this Team USA experience that has been playing well, getting that confidence from that and translating that into a successful regular season? I think so, Gerald. Uh, that he happens to play in New York as well, but it's he's in Brooklyn. That's uh, Mikhail Bridges. Although I do think at this point in time, uh, kind of Austin Reeves has become the teacher's pet, so to speak, with Steve Kerr. I think Kerr just he's more fond of Austin, uh, both offensively and defensively, rather than Bridges at this point. But Bridges, I think he needs a big tournament as well, Gerald. Uh, obviously, if he gets uh, the the time to show what he could do. Um, he's looking for a big contract, and plus, the, uh, Gerald, great player, and uh, we all know how uh, nice young squad the the Nets have. But I think there's just been too small of a sample size right now for Bridges, uh, whether or not he can be the guy. Um, I think this tournament uh, is an opportunity for him because, again, as I, I've said earlier, I think. There's going to be a time in this tournament when Ant shot isn't falling. Hallie maybe is getting into foul trouble. And maybe Austin Reeves isn't playing well and Bridges needs to step up. So I, I, I think he needs a great tournament, Gerald. I think he's very capable of it as well. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. Some Before we head it out, before we head to all the Great stuff that's going to go ahead here for the rest of the week with the Lakers fast break. We still have a great conversation upcoming with you from Mike Anguilano. This time he's going to be talking about the Detroit Pistons. We had a great time talking about with him, the Cleveland Cavaliers last week. Check that out if you haven't already doing their team report. He also does a Pistons podcast and that's going to be done. We're going to go ahead and talk to him about the, Detroit Pistons on Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So go ahead, join us there. And plus, we got other great shows I'm trying to line up for you as well. So looking forward to get that officially announced. But before we head on out, guys, I know one of the things that you wanted to talk about was the NBA uh, and a, I guess, a hacking, per se, of a Facebook account for the NBA. And Sean, I guess you should take the lead on this one because it was uh, before Joe goes on this rant. I guess the individual was a uh, very upset individual, took care of their social media, uh, was working at all times of the day for uh, less than $50,000 per year, was very upset about it, and uh, hacked into the Facebook to go ahead and voice his his displeasure. Uh, Would you like, before we get to Joe, and he's already shaking his head, so you know he wants to say something, but before we go ahead to that, your thoughts on this situation, my friend. Is it Adam Silver's fault that this happened? Just talk to me about the whole 
NBA hierarchy in regards to this individual and how it affected you personally? Yeah, you know what, Gerald? I think there's there's more to this story, obviously, than meets the eye. I, I immediately when I read Always. it, it was it was like, wow, you know, it's a it's a little snide, it's a little persnickety, uh, spilling a lot of tea though, spilling quite a lot of tea. But I mean, some of those complaints were valid. Others, I find, I was a little confused. Uh, I had to double back and, and make sure I read it correctly. But I think, I think this is this is somebody trying to uh, stir the pot, obviously, um, and unfortunately, it comes at a time when, um, although, while the NBA looks successful, Gerald, we know Adam Silver has had some problems uh, with bylines and copies over the past uh, twelve months, and this doesn't look good on him either. Although I think. When push comes to shove and we get the whole story, I think it's going to be uh, a little much ado about nothing because uh, at the end of the day, while this person had a lot of valid complaints, they it also showed the, like, I get severe lack of awareness, I guess, um, about kind of what you're getting into before you get into it. And it's almost as if, you know, if you didn't want the job, you shouldn't have put in your resume because you knew what was coming. Joe Soro, what's going on, my friend? I know that you uh, immediately had thoughts about this. I know that actually Jamie Sweet, I would have loved to have him on too, but he's in a different world right now playing Dungeons and Dragons as we speak with his usual Monday night crew. He wrote an entire thesis on it seemingly that I had to read through. But Joe, you said you wanted to save most of your words on this conversation for tonight. You said you felt a rant coming. You don't have to feel it anymore, my friend. You can let it flow. Let the hate flow, as the Emperor said, in return of the Jedi. I'm going to go word, word line by line here real quick. So let I the hate flow. Dissect it. So this dipstick wrote, how do I log out of this? This is a social media guy that doesn't know how to log out of this, right? So I'm right away, that's that's strike one. Haven't worked here in weeks. Anyway, the NBA overextends its social media employees greatly to the to the detriment of their health and social lives for a salary of less than fifty thousand annually after taxes. Overextends its social media employees i want to know what the f this guy does that's overextending is he sitting there with his finger on the keyboard and his hand in his pants while he's working is that overextending i don't want to know if that's want, yeah you can you can imagine what's going on underneath right now it's exactly what's going on my hands are i want to know what overextending this is and the other hand doing this is where did what what are you gonna have carpal tunnel? You're gonna have carpal tunnel on both wrists. So you need to have health insurance before you need to be guided to see if you're going to be good enough to stay. So let me go to the next one here. I worked 14 hour shifts without breaks 
at times. What does that mean? At times. And what's 14 hours of shifts? Are Do they have a gun to his head? Saying, keep typing until we tell you to stop typing. Where did that come from? Anybody have an idea? I have Is no idea. From an office? Is yeah, from his house. We don't have, we don't get health insurance until ninety days on the job! Exclamation mark. That's, That's silly, jobs. isn't it? Most yeah. jobs are ninety days or six That's months. That's silly. That is so we know you're not a complete effing idiot. That's what that's for. And you just proved why you're an effing idiot. Let's finish this off. Glad I resigned. No need for a job to get in the way of your happiness. Oh, so you got to be happy at work. You got to be told how great you are. And go get them, champ. Donate to mental health causes. Gee, what a freaking surprise. An idiot blaming, idiot talking about mental health when there's people out there that have legitimate health problems. Legit. People have diabetes. People have migraines. That's mental health problems. You're just a lazy freaking piece of garbage. I can't, I, I can't say what I really want to say. And it, it, but, but that's what that is. It's a freaking joke. You keep telling me oh, it's not fair. The big guys are making all the money, right? Well, why don't you, if this guy had proved over a two or three year process I've been busting my rear end. I made this website into a something, something to where now all the traffic is coming in and they've made this much in revenue and they've done this much in thing. Just like when a, when a woman says, why am I not getting paid the same amount of money as a CEO that's a male, right? When you find out, oh, so the, her revenues are in line with this male CEO. There you go. She had proof. She explained in detail why. Why am I getting paid $100,000 less when my revenue is the same in the same industry? Now that makes sense. If you've been there for a couple of years, you've been busting your rear end, you're working on your days off, and yet, and you've improved the product and you're not getting compensated, I tip my hat off to you and I say, you're right. You should be getting what you need to get. And I would like to have heard also that you actually went into your superior's office and said, look, I've been busting my rear end. There's a million more people on the, on the website now because of the things I've done. And I'd like to get a piece of that. No. He worked, what, under 90 days for sure. We know that. And all of a sudden he wants medical and he wants to feel good and he wants birthday parties and all this so he can feel good with his mental health you that's what i would have told him get the hell out of my office sue me sue me go ahead and sue me i go in the court you want to put 12 jurors on there i'll say the same mother effing thing i just said right now you want to take me out you want to take my money i'll go find another way to make more money and pay off whatever piece of garbage this guy has to deal with i don't care no this is wrong we've been dealing with this minimum wage thing for the last decade and let me tell you something about minimum wage going up. It's easy to just say, yes, give them more money. Here's the problem. It costs $13 to get a meal now at Wendy's. And I'm not talking about four hamburgers, eight fries, and 10 drinks. I'm talking about 
one hamburger, one fry, and one drink. And the quality sucks. The quality sucks. And the service sucks. The only company that I've been to on a regular basis that has not changed is In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger was paying their managers $14 an hour in the 90s. They knew. They invested in, in stuff. They created those guys, right? That's how you do it, guys. That's how you do it. When you want talent, when you want to keep talent, you take care of them at the beginning and you do your thing, right? But you have to have talent. You have to have the talent. Obviously, if this guy had the talent, he wouldn't be working for 50 grand in New York, I'm assuming. Park Avenue, right? What are you doing working for $50,000 in New York? You might as well be outside asking for money, get more money out of that way. What did you expect? What did you expect? You took the job. You knew you weren't getting it. Why are you complaining now? Maybe because you suck at your job. I've, I'm a one-man gang in my company because of this. Because, and I'm, I'm not talking about some random, I'm talking, I've had friends of mine ask me if they want to, if I could give them a shot to come work. And I've given them a shot. I really have, guys. I, these are my friends, guys I've known for years. They suck. They suck at working. People have no idea how to work. They are used to being told what to do and get a paycheck every two weeks. That's not how I work. I, I don't want that. That's an old, that's a dying business. It's a dying business. If you don't believe me, look at the workforce. It's dead. It's dying. I want ballers. I want somebody that can bring business. You bring the business or you execute the business and I'll pay you. If you don't believe me, you can ask guys that have been working with me for five and a half years. I got the credit. I got the receipts. It doesn't matter what you say. I got the backup. So if you're going to want to go work, work. If you don't want to work for somebody, start your own gig. Stop complaining. If you suck at your job, you suck. Go find something that you don't suck at. The fact that they let this peon become some famous guy, that's the other thing, is we enhance morons. That's why Twitter is so famous. I know that I know you don't like Elon Musk, Gerald. You have some legitimate reasons not to. He is obnoxious to some degree, but no one's perfect. But the one thing that he has tried to do with Twitter is minimize the buffoons that have a forum that for some reason keep getting attention. And this is another one. I disagree. I think he's actually made it easier for them to go ahead when, as far as his free speech abolitionist stuff and all that. Now you're, now you can't even block, you can't even block people who are constantly harassing you on Twitter. Slash so he, he blocked James Woods, even though yeah. he said he would, he would eliminate the block button. He How do you block James, block Woods? James Woods? Have you seen him in casino? He's hilarious. Yeah. Well, James Woods said he wanted out and now he said, delete your account. It's, it's kind of like the guy that, that, that gets on social media and says, I'm leaving for a week. Dude, just leave. Don't announce it. <laughs> What's his, his wife is what? 20, 25, I think. Yes, yes. It, it's hard. Here. Look, I, and I know this is going into a completely different realm. I, I, I have a hard time believing, you know, I, and I, you know, I love Dr. Buss. I, 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 all the respect in the world for him. And it just the, the, the fact that he thought differently at the time he did changed an entire culture, changed 
everything. We 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 have what we have as Laker fans because of him. But again, this goes back to none of us are perfect. There's always you can't. The thing is, the way we we've done things now is if you're all, you have to be either all here or all there. No, I just told you I love my friends, but I wouldn't put them in charge of a of, of this. I wouldn't put them in charge of a cup of these. Okay, that that doesn't mean I don't love them. They just don't know what the hell they're doing. Thirty three, by the way. My, my apologies on that. She's yeah. thirty three. And that and, and the, the issue with you know James Woods and, and Dr. Buss is that these are 60, 70-year-old men dating 20-year-olds. It's disgusting. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. It's disgusting. I love Al and I love Robert De Niro, but that's disgusting. And the fact that they had kids, it's a, it's a, if you're wondering why the the issues of society continue to go, it's these bad decisions that now these kids are not gonna grow up with a father in five to ten years. You know, so this a lot of this, everybody's a self-righteous, I'm this and that, not realize stay in your lane if you're gonna do certain things. That's that's the big thing with a lot of this. Why are you yapping? Why are you yapping about something when you're not doing things right? Okay, that's why I told you guys I'm never gonna be on a TED talk. I'm never gonna be, I'm never gonna do an interview where I'm talking about how you need to be. We're talking about it now because it's part of the show and we're including it. It, it's, 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 it revolves around the sport, okay? It revolves around the sport. But as far as an individual interview and sitting there talking about something, that it just doesn't it, – it's, it's a waste of time. It, does, it has not solved anything. All these self-esteem people out there and all these, you should believe in yourself and you should hold your head high. It hasn't done nothing. It gets worse. Because we don't look at our activity. What are the responsibilities? What made us a civilization? What? Normal stuff. Nuclear family. Friends. Good decisions. You don't have to be married to be productive. I'm not saying that. I have two friends that have deliberately said, I am not in a position to do that. That is the same as creating a, a, a nuclear family as well. You're making a smart decision. You know you won't be good in that. But the problem is, both sides make that mistake when they shouldn't. So it just all leads into one one thing after another, and and and, and it boils into the everyday life. And then this this thing just cracked me up when 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 Sean sent it today. It just epitomized. It just epitomizes this. You just made this clown famous for calling out Adam Silver. Adam Silver has bent his back. Inside, outside, sideways for social crap. I said social crap. Yes. Not all of it. Some of it. Okay. At the beginning, legit. But after that, it was like, all right, all right, enough. We get it. And this is the payment. This is the payment he has. So it doesn't matter. You do good things. You still got some Nimrod out there telling you you're, oh, you suck. You know what? If you think I suck already, you might as well. I might as well just play the role. Go ahead, do it. Told you we had a Joe rant for you tonight. Yeah, yeah. well worth the wait. Turned a we turned a negative into a positive there. Go ahead. We'll Tom. say we'll say this, Gerald. It's the eighth biggest audience on Instagram. Is the NBA? They have over seventy-five million followers. They gained over twenty-five million followers last year alone. 
through their social media efforts. So I think everybody who's on social media kind of understands that the NBA is big time. And for, for this person to kind of like what Joe was saying, you know, in order to work, you have to have work ethic. And I think that's kind of been lost in some jobs. It's, you know, it's, you know, like Joe was saying, you know, let me get my paycheck and go home. That's like, it's kind of like work to rule, like doing the bare minimum, but it almost sounds like this person did the bare minimum and was complaining about that, that they were overextended by the bare minimum. Because uh, if you, if you look at uh, the policies of uh, the NBA drill, you can work from home, especially if you're the so, on a social media team. There, you are not required to be in that office. So it's it's interesting that somebody who's got a lot more freedom than most of us do at a at a nine to five or a nine to nine kind of uses a word like overextended. To me, that's that's like the old buzzword of paradigm shift. It's like buzzwords that dumb people use to sound smart. Um, that that that's kind of what I got out of it. I'm not sure if you gentlemen kind of saw the same thing, but it just struck me as this person is a Gen Zer. That's 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 what I got out of it. No, you think that's what you- I, I don't. I, I use an example of every. every <laughs> I'm not blaming generations anymore. I'm not blaming this side or that side. It's a human being problem. Just make it. I just think that's who it is. The human being problem is that these things have always been there since the beginning of time. A human being has a click in their head. It's a selfish click. It's self-preservation. It's greed. It's all that stuff. And we have to hold that back from ruining whatever we're trying to do. But we've accepted mediocrity more so now than ever before. That is a fact. We've accepted mediocrity. We are putting people who are obese on on posters and saying it's okay. It's not okay because we're trying to get away from this is not a realistic look. Okay, fine. But you can't put someone who's obese and promote it. It's not good for society, for health. Why would you do that? It's just, and and now Adam Silver and the grand corporation is bad. Corporations are bad. Corporations are bad. Okay. I've been fired from at least eight jobs in my life. At least. And the reason why I was fired is for two reasons. Number one, middle management. Number two, me. Middle management and me have never gotten along. Because middle management think like this a-hole. I think like a boss. And I was doing the wrong thing. When I stopped doing it, it's when I took off. Back to the receipts. I can prove it to you. The success came when I finally realized where I belong. Find out where you belong. Stop whining and crying. If you have a legitimate argument, I told you before, bring the data. Bring proof. That's all I'm asking for instead of your freaking feelings. F your feelings. Seriously, F your mother effing feelings. I'm tired of your feelings. You got mental health issues? Go take, go, go, to, go see a doctor then. Go see a shrink. Go do something. I don't want to hear it anymore. 
Okay, there are 20 million kids out there that are food insecure, and I'm supposed to worry about some a hole who worked 14 hours doing this underneath his desk. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not freaking doing it. I'm not, and I'm not going to be sensitive to it anymore. And I'm going to speak louder when the subject comes up on our show. It's our show. I will talk on our show. I won't talk about it outside, but I'll talk about. Well, I'll talk about it if you run into me on uh, in the street. I'll, I'll give you that. But I'm not going to get on Barbara Walters and God rest her soul or whoever the hell the new interview person is these days and talk about how life should be. I'd love to see Joe on the View. Is that show still going on? I thought I got oh, canceled. Yeah. Oh no, it's the top show of the mid morning out there. It, it it wins the ratings. So, but the only reason why they would cancel is because they all ask for so much money that they can't. ABC doesn't want to pay them. It's it's not. It's, it's a likelihood. A, it's a waste of time. All this talk, the pro, this talking, the talking is is rampant. Everybody can talk a solution. Who executes? is the answer who executes this who executes their destiny and the things they want they want someone else to do it that's what they want they want someone else to do it for them and again i have friends that have that mentality and they've heard it from me the same way i explained it now they've heard it and they roll their eyes and they do their thing and then when they're when it's one o'clock in the afternoon and they're busting their rear ends I'm on my pool swimming. You know why? Because at 1230, I said, I feel like going swimming. This is America, baby. This is America. You have a choice here. God rest my dad's soul. He used to say that. When I was what, friend, what Frenchie say in The Departed Joe? This is America. This is America. If you don't make it, it'll make more money. <laughs> this is America. If you don't make money, you're a freaking douchebag. I've heard that line in that scene on YouTube at least a hundred times, just because I want to hear it. He kicks him and he goes, what are you going to do? Make more money. That's the spirit. Simple, simple, simple. Get off your ass and do it. Absolutely. Just, I'm sure they absolutely thrive off of your rants. A lot of them were deprived and in going into actually some like shakes and withdrawals not having a joe rant in their life but once <laughs> again bloodhound. no no blood i <laughs> you, you, you gotta pay attention to what i said my guys are not capable of doing stuff it, it, cleaning a pool is sophisticated work it's kind of like landscaping finding a good landscaper finding a good mechanic yeah there's a bunch of people that do it but who does it well you know i pay i pay my pool guy 140 bucks a month to Make sure my stuff's on point. If I hired my friend, you know, probably have termites in my pool every night. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today 
at Lakerholics.com. Before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and touch on one question from the audience. I thought for sure I was going to – I think I almost got you, Gerald, when I was thinking about the rant. I'm like, what's it gonna? T- what's what's gonna be the one trigger? I almost had you, but I think you kind of came back. Yeah, not really. Just joking. <laughs> I said you were you prepared us for a rant, so there you go. <laughs> but before we head on out, uh, I will say that there might be some options for the Lakers going forward. I know that Magic Man is already asking for Usman Garuba over Christian Wood because Usman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington were recent cuts by the Oklahoma City Thunder. I disagree with you, Magic, because, again, he has not been able to find a scoring range at all. Uh, I think Christian Wood is someone who would be able to fit our team a little bit better. Usman Garuba plays excellent defense. Uh, Ty Ty Washington has been playing well in the G League. Whether or not he can translate that success in the NBA is probably the reason why he's not yet made it full-time on an NBA team and finds himself a free agent at this point in time. But both are recent first-round picks. So your thoughts, Sean, on this? Uh, you said you're in favor of Usman Garuba filling up that 14th slot. Ty Ty Washington, I would probably take a look at him as well. Your thoughts on the recent cuts by the Oklahoma City Thunder? Gerald, both surprising cuts, actually. Those were two players I did not have on my bingo card that I thought Presty would waive. But nevertheless, they made the decision. Um, I agree. I'd, take, I'd honestly take a look at both of them. Personally, Look, I, I I understand there are questions about uh, Garuba's offensive repertoire and whether or not he can actually develop one. Um, but the fact the f- <laughs> he can actually develop anything, anything. on the offense. yes, exactly. Yes. But Gerald, he is an elite defender, uh, undersized at, at the center position, six six eight and a half, six nine. Um, but Gerald, he plays bigger than what he is. He he really does. Um, he can be a detriment to. Uh, he's not a traditional paint protector. He's not a traditional rim deterrent. But he is capable of lockdown defense. I mean, he just as a fact, he plays for Spain. Spain relies on him. He's their defensive anchor. My personal thoughts, Gerald, I think teams are going to wait out this tournament to see if somebody like him uh, has uh, the goods. Like you said, if he develops any kind of offensive repertoire during this tournament, uh, somebody will pick him up. I was I was really surprised, Gerald, that Atlanta got him and then immediately moved off him because they could have really used him given the fact that they gave John Collins away for nothing and haven't been able to <laughs> replace replace that production either offensively or defensively. But I, I think he'd be a better pickup than Christian Wood. Garuba is still a very young player, elite defender. I haven't heard any any questions about his character or uh, being a locker room issue. No, but let so. me ask you this, though. If he's only averaged in the league the most – 10 to 12 minutes a game with Houston of all the teams, which was statistically during that time, the worst team in the NBA. Well, maybe you say Detroit, but I think Houston probably the past two years has been overall the worst team in the NBA. Uh, Do you really think that if he, how, how can you translate him only getting 10 to 12 minutes there to playing a more predominant role on the LA Lakers? Mm, I I think, you know, 
as far as that's concerned, I think uh, offensively, Gerald, you're right. He's a project. Uh, I think it's going to be at least two years before you can really. I mean, we already have a defensive-oriented six-ten player on the team that can switch. We already have that individual, Jared Vanderbilt, and we're trying to find minutes for him. And there are other people that want to, tra- like Tom, that want to just trade him away for Christian Wood. So I ask you, what would be the use of having another Jared Vanderbilt who actually plays worse offense than he does? on this team you know what gerald interestingly enough i actually think that the defense can get better if you had him and vander on the floor well, now, the defense would get better but the offense would be anemic terrible terrible yeah anemic great word yeah it would be it would be so the question now is so we know that christian wood is productive but we know that he's got limitations defensively it's almost a case of like a catch-22 with these two guys. You bring in Christian Wood, who has so much offensive versatility and brings you jack squat defensively. Or you go with Usman Garuba, who can guard Steph Curry. He can guard Devin Booker. He can guard Brandon Ingram. He's probably outside of Vanderbilt and say, hmm, Probably Pascal Siakam, he's probably the most versatile big that you can have as a defender. But like you said, Gerald, there's just no offense there. So that's great that you're versatile, but can you be effective and productive? Because those are two separate, distinct questions. Um, Like you said, 10, 12 minutes per game uh, hasn't really uh, been able to uh, show what he can do. I will say this. I think his lack of playing time is more a reflection on the Houston Rockets' pitiful organization more so than him. But on, honestly, Gerald, I, I think uh, I, I would rather take Garuba over Wood because I think he's a much better defender. He could, he, I, and again, I realize the fact that we have a lot of projects, but you need some stability there at that backup center position. And... My guess is is that Christian Wood's agent still has that contract from the Lakers on his desk, and and it's collecting dust. My guess is if you offered Usman Garuba's agent and himself a deal, they'd sign it right away. So, Joe, you're hearing this now about Usman Garuba, 684, interchangeable as far as who he play defense on, but offensively, he's just not there. And he is leagues below Jared Vanderbilt on that side of the ball. But defensively, no one should be questioning what he can do on that end of the floor. Your thoughts on uh, Usman Garuba. Would he be an option for you for the 14th slot on the roster? I don't like players that are let go by other teams. That means something bad happened. Their play isn't good. and I think the Lakers are going to wait it out because they can and see what develops if it's Christian Wood, if it's Biombo, whoever. I don't think they're not in a hurry to make a commitment on anything until they absolutely have to. And that might be the one position the Lakers can make a decision probably two months in when December 15th hits where they can say, hey, maybe we might want to make a, a trade for a big using one of the guys that's not producing. And that's kind of how I see it. I think if the players – 
that you should be looking at, I would lean more towards Ty Ty Washington. I personally would, because, you know, he has not done anything in the NBA, but G League, he has played outstanding ball, including in the playoffs, G League playoffs for them, averaging almost 30 a game. Uh, I mean, he has some things that I think that other teams would be interested in. Will it translate into the NBA? You never know. But I think of the two, I think he holds more promise, guys. I really think he had, he would be the one I would be looking at instead of Usman Group. I just think Usman Group is so far behind on the offensive side of the ball already, and he's now in his third season. Sean, unless we see a dramatic improvement, it's really going to be hard to find any time for him, especially when you have Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, that, no, that's that's true, Gerald. I will say this though: I mean, there there are there's plenty of guys in this league who have been journeymen and then were able to turn their careers around. Ben Wallace didn't start out as a Detroit Piston, Gerald. He started out as a Washington Wizard, and they didn't know what they had in him. The New York Knicks and Orlando Magic let Trevor Reza walk out the door. And now, was that more on them or was that more on Ariza? Right? It's Wait, what happened? It's an honest question. No, I mean, Ariza bounced around before he, he found a role with the Lakers. He couldn't, he couldn't find the floor when he was with the Knicks. So I, I, I get it. I, I understand. You know, but you got to give a guy an opportunity first before you you find out what he's got. So Rui, Rui has that Ariza kind of mirror right now. So you're right. Playing with LeBron, playing with LeBron and playing with with AD does enhance your game because there's so much attention towards those guys. They're all time greats that are still productive. I don't. I I'm I'm in the mode of. I trust the Lakers to make the right call when they want to make it on this one. That's where I'm at. I'm not, I haven't really even thought about whether we're going to fill in those slots at this point. I don't, I don't really care at this point because I think at some point it will be done and it'll be done the right way. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you, Joe. hundred percent, hundred percent. By the way, uh, Ariza coming to LA, Gerald need to put a notch in, Cup checks, positive section there. Yes, yeah, and then and then it goes Mozgov Dang. Okay, just just set, set Mozgov. Mozgov and Dang would have never happened if that damn. His two most underrated moves were acquiring a Trevor Reza, and then he also got Shannon Brown in the uh, the Vladrad dump. There you go. Absolutely. And when, when you when you're talking about entertainment value, Shannon Brown brought entertainment little sense of showtime to LA. He wasn't a major, major contributor, minor, but boy, the, he brought the sizzle. Boy, that guy brought the sizzle. And there were there were my dad loved them. My dad loved watching Shannon Brown. And that dunk over Jason Richardson, if that thing had hit, we we would be talking about that being the greatest in-game dunk in, in, in NBA history. Speaking of showtime, before we head on out, guys, it is once again the Lakers fast break. It is Magic Man Sean Grice and, and Joe Soro, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Showtime has a competitor in Max, and uh, Max has a current show based off of Showtime of the 80s, and it is winning time. And if you've not seen it yet, uh, it is in season two. The third episode came out this past weekend. 
And it's not about the season that's going so far. Last season, it was about all the different news it was making, about how much it's real, how much it's staying with the actual actual events, why is it going over the top, you know, people having issues with it, et cetera, et cetera. This season, Joe, it's about the fact that it might be on its last legs because last week, as I, you pointed out, but I had actually seen it on Twitter slash X uh, in my profile earlier, Jeff Perlman, who I've interviewed twice on this show. And if you want to go ahead, please check it out in the archives. I actually asked him before Winning Time came on the air about this relating book. And that's why he has a vested interest in it. Monetary, fine. But I think he has an interest more so as far as he just wants to see this thing work. Yes, it will probably lead to more book sales. Probably has a little bit tie-in as far as the max on this series. But I think for him, it's a matter of he would like to go ahead and have this part of the successful long-running series. Well, guys, it seems like he has some concerns. Maybe he has some inside information. I'm going to assume that he does. So he's put several pleas out there in social media in regards to asking, imploring fans of television out there, basketball, Lakers, what have you, to go ahead and check out Winning Time Season 2 to see what it's all about. Because we're now at Episode 3. We're getting into the part as far as Larry Bird was much of the uh, focus on this particular episode. I don't know if, how much you guys want to go into it. I really don't enjoy talking Celtics basketball. I'm still trying to find somebody in the Celtics basketball world that is, wants to come on the show, that will come on the show. I've asked and asked already about three three different individuals, three different reporters that cover the team, and they're trying to shun us. I've actually called a sports network. I actually got in contact with them that we've done business with before. And they're, for some reason, they're persona non grata to them. And I'm like, I get more volume than they do. So I don't know, like, a lot of more volume than they do. So I don't understand why they don't want to bring their people in here either. So I'm trying to find a Celtics rep to go ahead and talk Celtics basketball. But that's what this episode did. It talked Celtic basketball on winning time. It focused on Larry Bird. But getting back to Jess Perlman's uh, comments on, on Twitter slash X, Joe, he has a real concern, and you are the biggest proponent of the series so far. You've liked it more than anyone. Your thoughts when Jeff Perlman, a guy I've interviewed on this show twice before, really panicking and really starting to get nervous about the long-term lasting for this series. I think streaming destroyed the talent's ability to make money. And it, it, it and at the same time, the the cost of a lot of these big movies has destroyed the market as well. It's just similar to kind of society in that you have either the $500 million films or the nothing films, right? But even the big films, so Black Adam being a, an example, Black Adam was a failure because it spent too much money. The movie was fine. It wasn't astronomically great, but it was a good, fun movie. And the Blue Beetle has been good, and Mission Impossible movie has been good, and Indiana Jones was good. They're good, nice movies to go watch in the theater, but they're not making money because they're spending too much on the film. How are you going to make money if you're spending too much? How are you going to pay these guys too much money if whatever, you know, if they're not making the money back? And the streaming part, 
is is I think the biggest problem in in in, in entertainment right now is streaming. I had talked about this with Netflix. So Netflix drops, what was it, $120 million on The Irishman? And I go... Same thing with The Gray Man. They, I think two over 200 million. Yeah, the I'm Man sitting there going, what? How the hell are they going to get their money back? Are they expecting a million people to get on Netflix to watch this? Hell no. There's no way. At some point... You're already gonna get maxed, right? Isn't doesn't Disney have 50 million subscribers already? What they're gonna get another 50 million because they produce Max some closing in on a hundred, just to give you an idea. Okay, so so they're already making that, right? Is that enough to justify the content? It doesn't look like it, unless it's some big scam, which I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past these guys. It's just Matt Damon was doing his uh, the the hot uh, what do you call it challenge that popular show Hot Wings right and he had talked about how a film if it doesn't do as well at the box office you still had two other areas to make up the money one in rentals two in DVD sales people don't really rent anymore do they do they rent digitally yeah do people, they, some people do do they buy so I want to see those numbers. I want to see if that's why. Because it's either a scam, which I wouldn't put it past these studios, or this is this whole thing has changed. But then again, why are why is all this going on? Why aren't these guys getting paid? Are their agents bad? Who's is is the public tired of these guys also? Is that play a factor? Remember, I told you guys, I who's the real movie star right now? I think Margot Robbie right now is like one of five. He's going to score about fifty to seventy-five million as far as with after all send. But that's because Barbie. she was a producer on the on on the film. Yes, and that doesn't well, happen I, I saw, all the time. She gets back end credit too. Yeah, usually the stars on something like this, at least the the name stars, will get back end profits from. Yeah, back end pro, you know, back end money. Eh, that's. You know, that's a Tom Cruise thing. Tom Cruise made a career doing that. Arnold was a little different. Arnold won 35 minutes up front. That's how he used to do it. The Go ahead, Sean. Unmute yourself. Go ahead, Sean. I was going to say, um, I-, I thought I thought everybody copied Jack on that one because I remember he took he took some of the box office from Batman and also yep, got in did. on the on the merch as well. So yeah. um, that's because at the time. You only had Superman as a basis of some kind of ability to make something, right? So Batman in 89 was the second one, but we didn't know that before. And of course, there was a lot of there's a lot of negativity towards that at the moment at that time because like Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom is gonna be Batman. What are you crazy? But Jack Nicholson gave it credibility, and then of course Michael Keaton arguably became the best Batman ever. So Winning Time is a show that you, me, and Sean and Laker fans are going to love. But is it enough of a story to where it's going to get the general audience? That's the question. And who's paying for Max? Who's paying for all these streaming places? There's too many. And I said this years ago. I go, so you want me to cancel my satellite? So then I have to have eight different passwords and usernames that I still don't remember to go pay the same amount of money for all this BS. Forget that. 
Bring it back to cable and satellite. Enough of the apps. You want to have a Disney app, you want to have Netflix, and that's fine. Amazon, but enough of the every single channel. Now it's TLC Plus, Paramount Plus, History Plus, Sean Plus, Gerald Plus. It's like, dude, how many freaking pluses are we going to have? CNN Plus tried to plus it, and they got plus in like a month. I should say they got minus. So I, I think it's too much. It's too much. Simplify it. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to get better at this. It's supposed to be quicker. Just like your boy, Tesla boy. You know, the fact that everybody boy. and all these guys, it's a, it was a it was a rhetorical comment or hard to say. They're making these electric things be the norm. They want it to be ahead of the thing. So you, now what? Now I got to fill up every 150, 150 miles. I got to wait 45 minutes to, to charge my car. Come on. We're going backwards here. It needs to be easier. I like to turn on the direct TV and everything's there. If you don't want to pay for that, you want to go pay for Paramount Plus and that's it. Cool. But they're not doing that. They're making you get NFL Plus. And then now they got to go get a YouTube to watch the goddamn freaking NFL ticket now. I don't want that. I don't want to watch TV on a stream. Because if my internet goes out, I'm screwed. You got two rants today. Uh, it's, okay. it's stupid. We're going backwards. Stop thinking Walmart. Start thinking like Tiffany and Louis Vuitton. Enough. We've had enough of trash. We've had enough of trash in our life. Start thinking better quality. We used to do that. Not anymore. Now we're regressing because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. And we don't want this guy to feel uh, left out. F that guy and his whole family. How about that? Okay? Make it happen on your own. Get off your ass and make it work. Why do I got to deal with it? Why do you got to deal with it? You busted your ass. You guys work for a living. And then you got to pay for somebody else's crap? You got to deal with somebody else's crap? No. Not doing it. It's done. It's done. And there's not enough of it coming out. It's not enough. And the ones who are sort of saying it are getting paid to say it. And there's no credibility there. So you don't you want winning time to be on? You know what you have to do. Watch it. Don't be the DC fans. DC fans sit online. With their, you know what's going on, right? With that guy, okay? Oh, please don't. They're doing don't, this, don't. okay? Hey, make a better DC movie. And then guess what? Half of them don't show up to the theater. Yep, 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 yep. Talkers, 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 talkers. Do this something. This episode's going to be you gotta so You're going to talk. you got to do it like Floyd Mayweather used to do it. Floyd Mayweather would talk, but he would execute too. If you're going to talk, execute it. Deion Sanders used to talk. But guess what? He executed too. Execute if you're going to talk. If you're going to talk and do nothing, go back into whatever hellhole you came from and stay there. Don't talk. Just shut up. Go away. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. This episode, while it stays on the air, because YouTube actually banned a Pop Culture Cosmos episode last week, and they said it was dangerous and harmful. And I asked why. And then they came back to me and they said about a day later, oh, we're sorry. We looked at the episode. There was nothing wrong. <laughs> this one, there might be. But 
who knows? It's Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice. You know, the fact he said it is fine. The fact he had to go ahead and demonstrate it, Sean, was not exactly... Demonstrate what? You didn't see anything. You know what? If there's even a hint at it, YouTube YouTube will rip it off. Yeah, it's very descriptive. How do you know I'm not doing this underneath? You know what? I just don't even want to know. You guys don't know what I was doing. Just read the guidelines. For all all you know, I had my my phone in my hand. Tell that to Google. But before we head on out, my guys, I just wanted For to all say you know, that. I had this in my head. <laughs> I really don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the tubing guy, indeed. Uh, but before I won't we lose on that, a, an ounce of sleep. I sleep very well at night. That's another receipt, by the way, folks. Yes. I pass out every night with a clear head. That, that he does, I'm sure. But before we head on out, uh, Sean, uh, your thoughts on winning time, something where, again, Jeff Perlman, whether it's not just for his own interests or whether it's just for the interest of people just enjoying the show, whether they like it or hate it, uh, he was blurting that out on social media as far as to save the show. Even if the show gets picked up, there's a very real possibility in 2023. They now have shows that were renewed for another season just you know, two, three, four months later, get canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to renew you. We're actually not renewing you. So even if they say, Max says that they're going to renew it for season three, we don't even know if it actually will get renewed for season three. Yeah, we have no idea, Gerald. I mean, Amazon just cut two shows last week that they had renewed and decided, you know what? We thought better of it. We're canceling it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and shows who have, Decent ratings, Gerald, have been canceled. Lickety split without rhyme or reason either. So you're right about that, man. I don't uh, know why I, Cobra Kai is getting sh- the short end of the stick and, and leaving. It's still getting yeah, good ratings. Still it is. Going. It is. Yeah. I happen to I, I happen to think that uh, it's just my opinion, Gerald, but uh, I think uh, Jeff's uh, being altruistic here uh, with his platform and trying to help just everybody involved. I heard him talk about not just the uh, the actors and the EPs with the show, but he's you know the the camera people, the uh, gaffers, all the grip guys, you know, all those people who make a, a show worthwhile work with their butts off. Um, that's who I think he he's trying to uh, to really help out here. Um, yeah, we'll see if it works. I mean, I'm I'm streaming it. I'm da- I'm definitely trying to do my part but like you said you know there could be a lightning rod struck and all of a sudden you know it gets a lot of streams and views Gerald but in in that sense that's great but will they even pick it up for season three it's like you said it's it's so up in the air even with even with a successful show Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Bloodhound said Citadel costs $300 million for the first season, and it's only season because it is uh, not done well, uh, and it is done eh, as far as the critics are concerned. And Lord of the Rings, we know how much that one costs. That costs well over half a billion dollars, and they're not getting the kind of returns for that one either. I liked it, but I know, like Search said, he didn't like it, thought it was disgraceful. I thought it was actually okay. Uh, but again, for five hundred million dollars, you shouldn't get an okay or disgraceful. You should get it. it's like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But need I digress on that? Before we head on out, guys, though, just truly wanted to thank everyone out there. I have got another show lined up on Friday at six p.m. with 
Empire Jeff TV. That's right. The guy in the chat right there, he runs his own channel. Go ahead and check out his channel in advance and make sure that you stop by on Friday to go ahead and hear his thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, I will also have, of course, talking the Detroit Pistons, Mike Anguano. Before we head on out, I just wanted to go ahead and thank everybody for stopping by. We'll have more, obviously, great discussions on the NBA for tomorrow. Joe, any more thoughts? You've had two rants for the price of one. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Get off your ass and do something. That's the quote for the day. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Sean, uh, I know you've been uh, very gracious in allowing Joe the space and time to go ahead and Go rantalicious on us today. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Uh, you know what? Not really, Joe. Joe, Joe kind of uh, said it for all of us tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed. But thanks so much again for the kind words. Best Lakers chat room that's out there is, of course, here at the Lakers Fast Break. Please let someone know about us if you haven't already. Please, we need all the subscribers we can get. So they can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. Search and Destroy said Joe was epic today. You know what? I have to agree. Joe was epic today indeed. Ahsoka is coming out tomorrow. Ahsoka, for some people on the East Coast, is out right now. So you can go ahead and catch that on Disney+. Plus. Oh, but it's a streaming outlet. I can't talk about that with Joe right now because he doesn't like streaming. But Ahsoka's out right now. Go catch it if you're on the East Coast or if you're listening to this on audio. Go check it out on Disney+. Plus. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice. Oh, yes, the battery is all good. Yes. Got it fixed three hours later from AAA. They finally got around to me and got it fixed. But yes, for Magic Man, Sean Grice and Joe Soro, thanks so much for watching and listening. It's truly appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow for more fun and hijinks. Is there another rant from Joe around the corner? What will he be mad about or will he be mad? Will Magic Man be the guy that actually does the rant instead i want to hear a magic man rant will we hear a magic man rant tomorrow we'll find out whatever's going on in the nba you know we're covering it and we're going to be talking more great stuff for the lakers in the nba tomorrow right here at the lakers